This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Donald Trump's co-defendant and former lawyer, John Eastman, who was recently denied by the California State Bar where Eastman wanted to invoke his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination and stay or pause the proceedings to try to revoke his bar license. Well, John Eastman, again, one of the co-defendants in the racketeering case brought by Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis. Well, while he wants to invoke the Fifth Amendment with the state bar, happy to show up on Fox to spread lies and spread his propaganda and uh, with the propaganda in chief, uh, Laura Ingraham. And Eastman goes on the show and then says, I just want to tell my side of the story in good faith. And you're not going to find a single email. You're not going to find anything. They have my phones that shows that I was involved in a racketeering conspiracy. The gaslighting here. We have your emails. A federal judge in the Central District of California, Judge David Carter, in a lawsuit that you, John Eastman, brought to try to block the January 6th committee from getting your emails and text messages. The federal judge back in 2022 on two separate occasions ruled that the crime fraud exception applies and ordered that your emails and text messages where you were engaged in a crime fraud with Donald Trump to try to overthrow throw our democracy be turned over to the January 6th committee and be made public. So first, let me show you the John Eastman interview with Laura Ingraham on Fox, and then let's go through the emails. Then I'm going to show you another portion of the interview, and then I'm going to show you more evidence rebutting John Eastman, because as I say time and time again, evidence shouldn't have political parties. Facts shouldn't have political parties, yet that's the situation. And right-wing media, whether it's Fox, Fox or Newsmax, OAN, Right Side Broadcast, Steve Bannon, whatever these right-wing shows are, it's just a constant psyop to try to just lie and gaslight the American people. So we're going to rebut that. We're going to debunk it. Here, play John Eastman on Laura Ingraham. Play it. 12th Amendment, that the founders specifically designed it that way so that the president wouldn't owe his job to Congress. It's a core separation of powers principle that the founders adopted, and he just doesn't, he ignores that uh, in his analysis. So the notion that this is well settled is crazy. On the RICO side of the Fulton County case, um, that, that would require findings of bad faith on the part of you know all the co-defendants that were engaged in this RICO conspiracy, according to this Fannie Willis. So on that score, John, that would have to be you all basically agreeing implicitly, explicitly, that you all knew that this was all phony and that your effort, your, your, your decision amongst yourselves was to advance a plan to overturn the election. And to that, you say? Well, <laughs> 
they've got all the evidence. They've got all my emails. My phone was seized over a year ago, so they've got all that stuff as well. And I challenge them to find a single email or communication that supports that uh, implausible theory. Um, okay, so you say there's no emails. Let's look at the order by federal judge David Carter, who released your emails to the January 6th committee because, as he stated, you were engaged in a coup in search of a legal theory from the order by federal judge David Carter. Four documents pertain to a meeting on December 8th, 2020. Two emails are the group's high-profile leader, inviting Dr. Eastman to speak at the meeting and to contain the meeting's agenda. Based on the agenda, Dr. Eastman discussed, quote, state legislative actions that can reverse the media-called election for Joe Biden. Another speaker gave a, quote, update on state legislature actions regarding electoral votes. Five documents include the agenda for a meeting on December 9th, 2020. The agenda included a section entitled, quote, Ground Game Following November fourth election results, during which a sitting member of Congress discussed, quote, a plan to challenge the electors in the House of Representatives. One document contains the agenda for a meeting on December 16, 2020. The meeting similarly had a section on the, quote, ground game following November 4th election results. In this segment, an elector for Trump analyzed, quote, the constitutional implications of the Electoral College meeting and what comes next. Um, here is an email uh, that involves John Eastman where you have Ken Chesbrough saying, I'm staying at the Trump International DC from January 3rd um, to the 8th, doing my part to curry favor with the president um, by emptying my pockets. And then uh, one of the, again, Eastman's on these emails and it says, a shame you're not in D.C. and could contribute to a violation of the emoluments clause. Smiley face emoji. Sure, I will take a look at Trump International New York City. So I'm getting extra uh, so I can get extra president's cases right there. Um, here is more from Judge David Carter's order. Just, you know, Eastman on emails as they're mocking the emoluments clause of the United States Constitution. Here's more from Judge David Carter's October 19, 2022 order. Having determined that 26 documents are unprotected, the court has found that 536 documents are protected either by work product or attorney-client privilege. The court now considers whether any of the remaining 536 documents should be disclosed under the crime fraud exception. And then the court says the crime fraud exception applies where a client consults an attorney for advice that will serve them in the commission of a fraud or crime. And two, communications are sufficiently related and were made in furtherance of the crime. And Judge David Carter finds that that applies. For example, there are four documents in which Dr. Eastman and other attorneys suggest that irrespective of the merits, the primary goal of filing is to delay or otherwise disrupt the January 6th vote. In one email for example, Trump's attorney state that, quote, merely having this case pending in the Supreme Court not ruled on might be enough to delay consideration of Georgia. It's a direct quote. This email read in context with other documents in this review make clear that Trump filed certain lawsuits not to obtain legal relief, but to disrupt or delay the January 6th congressional proceedings through the courts. The court finds that these documents, for example, are sufficiently related to and furtherance of the crime 
time of obstruction. As per usual, the economy was also a huge topic for the day. And why wouldn't it be? It's changing faster than ever and demanding we all adapt to keep up. In fact, a stunning survey revealed that over half of Americans making six figures now live paycheck to paycheck. Now, even though Goldman Sachs is saying that classic investments are headed nowhere for the rest of the year, other markets are rising to fill the gap, creating incredible opportunity among the chaos. Because even if conventional markets flatline this year, other assets don't have to do the same. That's why I'm so excited to introduce our next partner, Masterworks. I actually spent a lot of time digging into this. And according to a recent report by Citibank, the asset with the lowest correlation to the stock market of any major asset class was art. It turns out contemporary art pieces have outpaced the S&P's 500's return for the last 26 years by 131%. Now, this market used to be hard to get into, but Masterworks is the platform that lets you invest in multi-million dollar paintings without breaking the bank. Masterworks has built an impressive track record of 15 exits, all of them profit these numbers speak for themselves. Now, with those kinds of results, Masterworks offerings have actually sold out in minutes before. So there is a wait list. I've invested with Masterworks, and as with any investment, past performance is not indicative of future returns, and exited investments are not representative of performance for artworks not yet sold. But I reached out to them. I reached out to Masterworks to give you all VIP access to their latest offerings. To skip the wait list, head over to masterworks.art slash Midas. That's masterworks.art, A-R-T slash Midas, or just click the link in the description of this episode below. That's masterworks.art slash Midas, or just click the link in the description of this episode below. Thank you, Masterworks. And now back to the show. And then it goes on to say again that the crime fraud exception applies. Here's another example of where the crime fraud exception applies. This is Eric Hirschman, one of Donald Trump's lawyers who has acted responsibly, and he's responding to one of Donald Trump's other lawyers, an outside lawyer, Cleta Mitchell. Eric Hirschman was an in-house lawyer at the White House, and he's looking at a, declar a fraudulent declaration that John Eastman wanted Trump to sign, which Trump did sign. And here's what it says from Cleta Mitchell. Is this what you are requesting? If not, please clarify. Thanks, Cleta. This is the version from John Eastman with your edits converted to PDF. So she's sending him what John Eastman wrote. And then Eric Hirschman goes, I will review now. I didn't send John edits. I explained that I was concerned about the president signing a verification about facts that may not be sustainable upon detailed scrutiny. In other words, lies. I think that we should limit specific factual number allegations to those that are necessary. For example, those allegations that demonstrate that the decision is outcome determinative. Eric Hirschman writes that December 31, 2020, and you see Eastman is lying and acting like Hirschman approved these edits. And what the declaration falsely stated was that a certain amount of dead voters voted, a certain amount of um, uh, people who were not registered to vote voted, people voted in multiple states, there were all these ballots harvested, all things that were 100% false. And here it is, the verification that Donald Trump signed, where the court said that Eastman was involved in suborning perjury for Donald Trump. 
Here's another memorandum from an individual who was involved in this criminal uh, racketeering enterprise as alleged by Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis, Ken Chesborough. And this is an email to Giuliani, all part of the team. Find me the emails, let's say it. Okay, here's one of them that basically talk about how they want to pressure former Vice President Pence, then Vice President Pence, to just simply declare that Donald Trump is the winner. And it basically says, and... Uh, and I think this strategy can be carried out with surrogates of Trump and vice president with them standing mostly above the fray, urging only that there be real real scrutiny of what happened in this election. Uh, I think having the president of the Senate, Pence, use the defensible claim that he is in charge of counting the votes as leverage to obtain the, new, the needed scrutiny would be worthwhile even if it couldn't ultimately prevent the election. So in other words, having him use something as leverage illegally where he doesn't have the power to do that. And by the way, here's Eastman again. He goes on, this is from the Laura Ingraham interview, where again, he says, and even Pence agrees with me, former Vice President Pence agrees with me. Here, play this clip. Why did you decide to speak out tonight knowing um, that anything you say to the media or uh, to this uh, program could then be potentially used against you? Well, Laura, first, thanks for having me on. Uh, look, I've been speaking out all along. Uh, we did nothing wrong. We were challenging the election for what even uh, Vice President Pence described as serious allegations of fraud and numerous instances of officials violating state law. And if we can't speak out about that, then our freedom of speech, our right to petition the government for redress of grievances are gone. But also importantly, I'm an attorney and you know the people that I was representing had a right to counsel. And what's going on here with the bar complaints against everybody involved in any of the litigation, this Fulton County complaint, the unindicted co-conspirators in the federal action, they're trying to stifle people from being able to get representation in election challenges. They've made that very clear that that's what they're up to, and we can't allow it to happen. Okay, well, here's an interview from Pence from August 2nd of 2023 saying, let me be very clear, Donald Trump's crackpot lawyers referring to John Eastman, um, the president specifically asked me and his gaggle of crackpot lawyers to literally reject the votes. Here, play this clip of Pence. I was clear on that throughout. I was clear with President Trump throughout all the way up to the morning. Uh, of January 6th. But let, let's let's be clear on this point. It wasn't just that they asked for a pause. Uh, the president uh, specifically asked me and his gaggle of, uh, of crackpot lawyers asked me to literally reject votes, to, which would have resulted in, uh, in the issue being turned over to the House of Representatives and literally chaos would have ensued. So well, Martha, I just uh, people people can read the indictment, and frankly, I, I, I've said before, I, I had hoped it had not come to this point. You know, I I don't know if the government can meet the standard, the burden of proof beyond reasonable doubt uh, for criminal charges, but the American people deserve to know uh, that President Trump uh, and his advisors. Uh, didn't just ask me to pause. They asked me to reject votes, return votes, essentially to overturn the election uh, and to keep faith with the oath that I made to the American people and to Almighty God. Uh, I rejected that out of hand and I did my duty that day. And then you remember from the January 6th committee what Eric Hirschman testified. He said a day after January 6th to John Eastman, are you out of your effing mind? I only want to hear two words coming out of your mouth from now on. 
orderly transition. Folks, Fox is going to even new lows. Like they are getting more and more desperate each and every day. And we're seeing that time and time again, right, you know, right here. I mean, and the fact that Eastman is going on there and saying those things, look, the bottom line is that will be used as evidence against him at his trial. So I guess keep on talking, uh, Eastman. But how pathetic is that? Make sure you go to MidasTouch.com to get all the new breaking Midas Touch news, MidasTouch.com, and wherever you get audio podcasts, subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast. Go to MidasTouch.com. Have a great one. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at MidasTouch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.